Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Paul Unger, a partner with Affinity Consulting and the author of the newly published book, Tame the Digital Chaos, a lawyer's guide to distraction, time, task, and email management. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good, Ari. Thank you. Paul, I'm so excited to talk to you today, given the subject of your book and your expertise. Tell us about your background and your work with Affinity Consulting. I am a recovering attorney that turned legal technologist over 20 years ago. And I do consulting work. Primarily these days, I travel around the country or do more virtual these days with the pandemic, doing educational programs for lawyers. My passion is time management and what I call getting your digital house in order. What inspired you to write Tame the Digital Chaos? It's part personal and part frustration. I don't think I'm alone in having struggled with managing emails and the number of interruptions that we get during the day. And many, many years ago, I sought out to down this road of self-improvement and I traveled to the local Barnes and Noble and picked up a book like David Allen, Getting Things Done, who is one of my heroes. And a lot of the books, most of the books on the shelf were fantastic, but they ignore technology and they focus on more sales rather than professional services like attorneys or accountants or consulting. And I was frustrated that there was nothing out there. And I know that a lot of my colleagues in the legal profession needed help and I needed help. So that's really what started the journey many years ago in doing continuing legal ed and professional development programs. Paul, I have seen you speak. I'm always fascinated by your presentations. You share tremendously helpful advice, but how do you reconcile being a technology evangelist? You were the former chair of the ABA Tech Show, and yet in your book, you note that technology is the root cause of many of the problems that people have today with time management. The reality is the very technology that was designed to help us do more, build more, go home early, that catchy phrase, has made us less productive. And I think we lost all common sense when we got so dazzled by technology and taking a step back in time, like think about the Windows operating system. That is a multitasking operating system. It's designed to help us multitask. And we threw out really good processes like morning team huddles and communicating. And people come into the office and the very first thing they do, they sit down at their desk and they maximize their email. And instead of communicating with your team, and there are dozens of things like that where technology has really derailed us from really good processes. We have to get to a point where the dog is wagging the tail and not the tail wagging the dog. And, and so technology, it's not going away. We have to master it. That's number one. And number two, we've got to figure out how to rein it in. Like We love our smartphones, but as many people who love them hate them. I have a love-hate relationship with technology, but we've got to figure out how to manage the distractions, that infomania, that information overload. That's the hate part of the technology. But if we can get our digital house in order, then we can manage our time very well. I'm one of these folks that uses Pomodoro and measures my productivity that way. I shut off notifications, but lawyers are often derailed by emergencies. 
how can this book help them manage their time more effectively and maybe even peacefully? It is a constant reminder. I went out to Amazon and I bought the $2.99 timer and it ticks. So it drives me mad. It's funny you mentioned the Pomodoro system, but it's a reminder of a great system and a a reminder of how we need to stop multitasking. And oftentimes when I find that I'm overwhelmed, don't know where to start. First of all, I probably meditate. I do some deep breathing, some mindfulness. I get out a blank sheet of paper and I write down the top five priorities that I have to concentrate on. And then I start Pomodoroing. It's a great technique. But to get to your direct question, the book lays out very practical step-by-step processes and using the technology that you already own, like Outlook or Gmail or the Google Suite or Apple Mail. It focuses on what you already own and and it lays out a 26-week action plan. You don't try to boil the ocean. You look at the long game and you develop habits by taking bite-sized technology and methods. And let's focus on one thing in week one. And then let's focus on another thing in week two. And I think the biggest starting point of all of that is the distraction management piece. Because in today's world, if you talk about time management without attacking digital detox and distraction management, it gets like time management malpractice. We tackle the distractions, we lay out a 26-week action plan, and then and we tackle the technology. And how to use technology is not enough to say, oh, there's a great tool out there like Outlook that can help you manage tasks. How? Tell me. Like Microsoft 365, it has a great a number of tools. Well, how do I use them? And how does it apply to a legal professional or an accountant in the step-by-step, the granularity and just not the process, but also how to do it step-by-step with the software? What are some of your favorite tactics that professionals should apply to email management, for example? Well, with email, the very first thing that you have to do is you have to stop multitasking. We don't multitask, we single task. And a very small percentage of the population are what we call supertaskers. Depending on the study, anywhere from like a fraction of 1% to 2% of the human population are supertaskers. It's really fascinating. You could Google that term and there are a number of tests that you can take to see if you're a supertasker. I am not. <laughs> I am I'm absolutely terrible at it. But we single task. And what we do with email, many of us have two or three monitors. On one screen, you're doing mental gymnastics and you're writing a brief or reading complex case law or whatever it might be. And on another screen, 70% of those people that I poll in programs, it's almost that precise every single time. 70% of the people I poll keep Outlook maximized on one screen. And then they're doing mental gymnastics on another. And I, I tell people all the time, this is like voluntarily placing yourself in a nursery full of screaming children while you're trying to do mental gymnastics. Why would, you would never do that in the real world. So why would you do that in the virtual world? You minimize your other monitor. Just because you have two monitors doesn't mean you have to anything on it. And so you have to stop multitasking. You need to be more deliberate about when you check email. And so we call that batch processing. I call it just be more deliberate. (laughs) Don't check email 74 times a day, which is the average number of times the American worker checks email during the course of the day. And follow the David Allen two-minute rule. When we try to touch the email one time or whatever it is, even if it's a piece of paper that comes across your desk, we try to touch it once and then we follow the four Ds, delete, do, delegate, delay. 
And that's what you do when you batch process. So today I'm going to check email five times instead of 74. And when I touch it, I'm going to try to touch each email once. You can't always do that, but you try. And what do you do with it? You either delete it, you delegate, you do it, you resolve it, or you delay. And then when you delay, that's where people get into trouble and they leave things in their inbox that are actually tasks. And so when I talk about in the book in great detail, that process of setting up an electronic task list and being able to easily convert emails to tasks, and then you schedule time to perform that task, you schedule the deadline, and then you take it out of your inbox and you put it in your task list, and then you save the email. Hopefully you get to a place where you get to inbox zero on a, if not daily basis, every other day or a couple of times a week. As we return to a more traditional or hybrid working environment, what lessons from the pandemic should professionals bring forward? That reminds me of an ad that somebody had sent to me just this week after one of the programs that I did. And it was an ad from like 1926. And it was for this helmet that it was a, they called it a distraction helmet and it fed oxygen. And it was the funniest thing. It looked one of those things that you put on your head and go down into the ocean, like a mini submarine. And so, and there are two little holes that you could look through to read what you're doing. And I thought to myself, what on earth in 1920 could even compare to today with the multitasking operating system and the pandemic and everything else? So this is really a timeless problem. Even if we go back to the 20s in that context, or the 60s and 70s with the multi-line telephone when that emerged, and then today with the multitasking operating system and all the technology that we have to deal with. The pandemic, it taught us even more things that we had to deal with, like homeschooling and all the distractions that come with working from home. Probably the biggest takeaway is that you have to master those distractions. And I think we'll be better at it. I do think that we're going to have challenges in going back to work. And I don't think that's on a lot of people's radars, just like the adjustments that we had in going home. There are a number of things that we've gotten used to that we're going to have to adjust to. And this whole hybrid work environment, it's going to be very fascinating to see how that unfolds. But, you know, mastering those distractions, getting our digital house in order and learning to plan. One thing that became very clear when the pandemic hit was without a plan, you quickly become part of somebody else's plan. I mean, that was true before the pandemic, but it was exacerbated by all of the distractions from home, from the work from home. And so I think those people who actually learned how to do a daily plan and a weekly plan, and then even more long-term strategic planning, that's going to benefit those people who learn those processes. This is Ari Kaplan, super tasker, speaking with Paul Unger, a partner with Affinity Consulting and the author of the newly published book, Tame the Digital Chaos, a lawyer's guide to distraction, time, task, and email management. Paul, it's been a privilege. Best of luck with your new book. Thanks, Ari. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.